This is the Intelligent Human Voice Podcast Network. I'm your host, the Pat Man, from the Bay to LA and beyond. My ventures today puts me on the puts me on my bike. Got my bike out of storage. Felt like it was time to ride. It was some really, really awesome, beautiful, sunny days past couple days, but still a little chilly. I'm still getting acclimated to uh, being back in the Bay Area and in the winter months. The summer was hot, humid, and smoky, so I I had to you know choose. You know, there was like a month where I I couldn't even go out. Doors. It was. It was just the smoke was that thick. Where I was, the smoke was that thick. It was like fog, and um, that's no good on the lungs. That's no good on nothing. <laughs> nothing. Um. So that's my view of um. And then the fall. The fall, man. The fall came like, you know, but. In the Bay Area, it's always green. It's green all the time. And the trees just change different colors, and the trees are just beautiful. They're lush, they're big, they're taken care of. And um, as I was reminded that, you know, California, Northern California in particular, is unlike any, it's not Southern California, it's Northern California. Hippiesville. Am I a hippie? Yes, I'm a hippie. I've been a hippie. I was born a hippie going to be a hippie um and there's nothing wrong with hippie uh uh hippie tree hugging uh human beings on the planet um and i'm seeing it for myself this is an observation as i was having the observation just about you know my adventures and my travels um talking to people having these great conversations with, you know, some of the essential workers at, you know, retail stores and Best Buy and Target. I I go to the same places, but now that the, the mom and pop stores are reopening, I'm starting to visit them more because um, they're the ones that need, you know, uh, Jim Rohn says, we have to learn to give to those who, who, who deserve, not those that need. So the mom and pop stores deserve our support. Um, it's sad. It's, it's really sad to, um, yesterday was the first, no, the second time I've ridden the AC transit, um, the bus line that goes all the way down to San Pablo. I think it goes all the way to Contra Costa College. All the way through Oakland, downtown Oakland. And um, so I hopped on uh, around El Cerrito Plaza and uh, just observe um, how at one point right in Berkeley, it just gets like, what? what is going on here? I mean, and if I'm to describe it a little bit, um, there's, um, there's graffiti everywhere. 
And the graffiti looks horrible. I, I like graffiti. I'm a, I was a graffiti artist, you know, growing up. And I know graffiti artists, but this isn't graffiti art. This is like trash art. You know, it's just it's just not good. I've, I've photographed some of the good stuff downtown, um, you know, right after all the racial uprising and tension, you know, back in uh, whenever that was in June uh or March, I'm sorry, March, April, May, June, dang, so much time has passed, and I captured some of that, but this stuff makes, like, a whole city block just look terrible, and then from that, you see the um, tents and the homeless encampments and businesses that are just shut down and businesses that have been there, like, there's a junk a junk uh, place that's been there for, like, as long as I've been on the planet, possibly longer and it's just junk on top of junk. It's like, dude, get rid of this. But as I was thinking, you know, in my in my day gig work experience uh, for 35 years or, or, or getting to this point in my career in facility management and construction and renovations, um, there's just not enough qualified people who are active in the positions of um, regulating, you know, they're, they're good at pushing buttons and shooting off emails. That's what we've come to. They're good at shooting off emails and, and drawing up a whole lot of nonsense on paper and blah, 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 and websites. But no one's out there on the bus looking and seeing what I see. No one's going from town to town and talking to the people like I'm doing. You know, trying to, trying to get to the heart of, you know, is is there a problem here? Is there a problem? There isn't a problem here in the Bay Area. There's a problem in sections, just like every other town I've ever rolled through. Um, you know, it's not like people try to make it seem like, oh, L.A. is just so bad and Oakland is so bad and. San Francisco is so bad or these sections. It's just like a block or two, you know, or or in the case of the case of East Oakland, East Oakland got really bad, really, really quick. I, I remember this as a kid, so I, I've heard it. It hasn't gotten any better. Uh, it's it's far worse. I haven't been there. I, I don't know anyone who lives there. And even if I did, I wouldn't visit them. Uh, sorry, yep, that's just the way that goes. Anybody that's from Oakland know what I'm talking about. West Oakland has changed drastically. In a very positive and good way. But there's also like a little section where you're like, okay, now what is all this? What I'm referring to is trash. On the blocks, on the streets, kids have to see this. People have to see this. This is not a way of life, man. I mean, to defecate on the on the on the on the streets, on buildings, you know, we're talking about mental issues, and there's a lot of people with mental issues that are that have escaped therapy. Um, they're in positions of power. You know, they're 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 leaders. You know, you don't get a pass just because you 
you got a degree or you've put yourself in front of TED Talks and all that, there's some, those are some of the most insane people. Not saying everybody that gets up on the TED Talk is insane, but <laughs> there's just a lot more, there's a lot more crazy people. So, that's why I say the people that are out there speaking their mind, they're not crazy. They just can't take it anymore. <laughs> I can understand that. That's why it's not good to suppress your anger or suppress your emotions. You have to let it out. Um, I be I've become great with that over time. Because people will take advantage of you if they think that you're just too nice to be good. I mean, too good to be nice. <laughs> it's like too good to be true type thing, you know. Like, oh, this guy can't be that nice. It's like, yes, I am, but do not, do not overguesstimate me at all. Because at the end of the day, if you disrespect me, I will kick your ass. In some form or fashion, I will kick your ass. Because it makes no sense to take advantage of someone that's being nice to you, you know? Um, I've gotten this far in life because of good friends, people who have looked out for me, like seriously looked out for me. And my my drive in life is to get back to a momentum where I can help each and every friend out and show my appreciation for getting me this far in my life. See, that's the kind of ambition I think everyone needs to have. I see a lot of selfish, self-centered egoism. But again, I'm in California, man. I'm, I'm observing people on their bicycles. People are walking, getting a lot of exercise. Um, now, here's an observation: the Black Lives posters are everywhere. Households, homes that you wouldn't even, you know. I, I don't give too much thought to all the phrases and all this stuff and people showing their support i mean you your the way you support is your business and if you want to put a poster in your window and say black lives matter that's great but if i happen to knock on your door and uh and uh ask you to uh be a part of my be a part of an interview to talk about why you have a black lives poster in your uh what does that mean to you you know, um, you know, will, will you open the door and will you participate? I'm actually thinking about this as I'm talking about it. That's what made me do this podcast. I was like, you know, I, I've seen I've seen this the whole time I've been here. I'm, I'm, I'm on my bike and I'm roaming through different neighborhoods and there's not a lot of people out. But in Albany and Albany and El Cerrito is a walking um nature. I mean, that's why you're here 
in the Bay Area is because you like the whole interwoven interconnectivity of nature and 360 degrees of beauty. That's what California is beauty. That's why so many people got amped up. I can see why there's homelessness here. Uh, L.A. is a whole nother topic. I'll talk about that at one point. But the homelessness here, I can see how people were encapsulated by the beauty of the Bay Area. But you you have to be you you have to be intelligent, man. I mean, we are all intelligent, but you have to use your super intellect on making a move to California if you've never been to California. It's expensive for a reason. The homes are beautiful. They're in awesome locations, you know. And and um, people will pay for that. People have worked their tushies off to achieve the life that they want and to live in the houses that they purchased here in the Bay Area for a reason. You know, so that drives up the economy, you know, and that's why I never understood when people say, oh, the rent is too high. No, you're not make, you're not doing something in your life. To achieve a status of intellectual property. One, you should not be renting a place no more than two to three years without a plan. You should not be renting a place without a plan to exit in two to three years. If you're paying less, and let me give you an example. Let me give you you a nice example. And this is a, a, a mistake that I made, but... It's I want to I want to share what the outcome if if I'm a if I'm a youngster listening to this podcast, if I am between the age of 13 and 18, this is the mindset I would get if I were you. If you're making your own money, get the hell out of your parents' house. If you're not making your own money, find a way to make your own money and then get the hell out of your parents' house. And I'm sharing this with the the maturity that a, a kid can have at the age of 13. I was mature enough that, man, you know, once I started working, I, I was... Even though I couldn't work because you had to be 16 to legally work, I was trying to work in the neighborhood. I was, you know, I asked to cut people's grass, help out with the gardening, um, whatever, whatever. You know, you want me to cook something for you, whatever. And people would pay me. And that's how I made money until I was able to make money legally. So, but the mindset I did not have... I know by the time I turned 18, I was like more than just ready to rock. But because I turned 16, you know, I was making this money that I'd never had before. I didn't have a plan. I was just spending money on clothes, uh, you know, eating the food that I wanted to eat. Uh, Entertainment. What was the entertainment I was doing? Uh, I didn't go to many concerts, but. Um, I'm not sure what, what I do with my money. I, I wasn't good at saving that. I was helping my mom out. Um, I didn't have a car. 
you know, I felt like, you know, uh, even though I have my license, um, and I did driver's ed and driver's training, but I don't know, it must've been like, if you're not around people that are inspiring you to think differently, and I, I believe there's a breaking point in my life, you know, right when I turned 18, where it was a do or die moment. It was like, okay, what am I going to do with my life? And I got to make that decision right now. But I knew what I didn't want to do. And that was have a bunch of kids out of wedlock and, and be stuck in Oakland. <laughs> that was, I was like, yo, you know what? I'm going to do what I need to do. And, and learn what I need to learn. I'm going to learn everything. Everything like Batman. That's why I was in. People didn't know that. But I, I looked at Batman because I knew Bruce Wayne trained himself. He trained himself. He, he learned everything. Physics. He trained his body. He trained his mind. He learned about forensics. And I, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to build every... You know, I'm going to have my bat cave. I'm going to have the bat cave. And that's where I'm going to work. And... And be invincible and, and you can do great things if you have an imagination. So, um, but here's what I'm saying. Work, even if you're not, you don't know what you want to do at 13, from 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Okay, I think that's about six years, something like that. Six, yeah. Um, I would get into the mindset whether you want to go off to college somewhere or or travel the world. I would make some money and set aside some money every chance you get, especially during the pandemic. If you got money, you're getting money, some kind of allowance, or you're making money, stack it. Just stack it. Trust me, do not spend it on nothing. Don't spend no more money. Just stack it. And when, when I say stack it, just save it. Put it into a savings account that can accrue money over time. Talk to your parents about it. You know, say, look, I want to set up this account. I think at this point, though, you can set it up by yourself. But you you set up the account um, and... You have the money that you create go directly into this account. You don't even look at it. You don't, don't even, don't even look at it. Don't, don't even take account of how much in there. Just don't look at it. Trust me. Um, this money is going to be for when you turn 18 or for whatever you want to do, because between 13 and 18, you're going to be building up your credit score. Yeah. Yeah. See, here's the thing about the credit score. The credit score didn't exist. It, it Here's a bar. Hold on. Anyway, I was saying the credit the credit scoring thing didn't even exist. When I was 13, you know, it came about late in the 80s or some crap. And, um, you know, when I, I, I was well into my adulthood, maybe 
less 20 years ago, less 20 years ago, when I started to even understand, like, well, how does that work out? And they're like, you know, explain to me, oh, you know, the more you buy, I was like, but I don't want to buy anything. I buy everything with cash, you know, either I've, I've been told that cash is king. You should never buy something that you can't afford. And then they're like, well, if, because if you don't establish any credit, you know, they can't say that you, you know, you're good with save you. I was like, yeah, but I haven't, everything I have, I've owned, I own, I pay cash. I got it. So I understood it. Right. So I get it. The thing is play their game, play their bull crap game, get a stupid credit card, buy something that you can, that you, uh, can call an investment. That's what you do. Never buy anything that's, that you can't build off of like a digital drawing pad like a uh, piece of electronic software or hardware something that you can use to to build income on even if it's not going to build an income like an upgrade or something a new computer screen or something do it like that for as long as you can now here's the thing about why I'm saying, you know, you have to have your own space. You have to have your own space because you need it. You need like like a bird that flies the coop. You know, the mama bird raises this bird to a certain point, and then that bird got to get out. You got to be free. You got to be free. And the freedom doesn't mean, you know, oh, I get I get to get my place and I get to you know, throw parties and, and all, nah, nah, the freedom is your, your, your free in your mind, you're breaking into the zone, and peep this, you're like, well, you know, because um, you're going to have a job, you need to get a job, work anywhere, who cares, these people are going to pay you to do something that you can learn, you're learning about business when you get a job, bottom line, that's exactly what that is, tailor up a resume, done, you're already good, but, saving your money because you're going to get the place that you want to live into. You're going to live in the neighborhood that you want to live in. You don't have to accept anybody else's standards because, and I'm saying this because a lot of kids who, who, who grow up in the hood, they don't know that they can live in a, in a house or, a, or a neighborhood that's super nice. You know, they're too busy. Oh, Mike, talking about, oh, my friends, you know, live here and live here, comparing themselves and like, look, you can have that. You can live wherever you want to live. You know, there's laws in place that protect you to say that you can live where you want to live, you know, especially in California, you know, here in California. If you're going to be here, be here. But look, it's not about, don't let people say things like, oh, it's so expensive, it's so expensive. That's their perspective on their life. They don't know what's in your pocketbook. They don't know how much money you save. That's no one's business but your own, yours and your accountant. You should have an accountant. Hire an accountant as soon as you get a job. Let them know your plans. If you got a problem with finding an accountant, I got a, a firm that I'm going to be working with and they can help you out along the way. Don't look to your parents to manage your business. You find a business management firm to manage your 
business. That's the way that goes. That's the most solid advice I can give any kid that wants to get into uh, the life of business. But here's what I'm saying. You're creating money. You're having money in your life. You're creating this 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 independence because it's going to produce a good living. Hold on here to Bart. Uh, the keyword good living. Hold on. The greatest value in life, all the things that you're going to be working up towards is a good living. You want to live in a great neighborhood, the neighborhood you want to live in. You want to pay rent, but you're only going to be paying rent for like two years. You know, two years. You just want to build up your credit. You want to build up and show companies that you can you can do this. You can be responsible. You can be mature and you can do it. Trust me, you can do it. You can do it on a minimum uh, salary that they pay you because I'm going to show you how you can make more money while you're working for a company and get as much overtime and everything and you can straggle that. It's it's so many techniques and things you can do to earn a good living because and I hope you're getting this message and receiving it whoever needs to receive it. The message in this is your 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 space, your shelter should never be compromised. You want what you want. Because if you're in the space that you need to be in and the surroundings are all good, you're going to feel good. You're going to start, you're going to create a way of life, a way of living. And you don't have to share this with nobody. They'll see it on your face. Like, what's going on with this guy? You know? He's out there having a great time. He's doing this. He's doing that. And here's the thing. You don't don't share nothing with no one. <laughs> Keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. Don't. <sighs> Secrecy is a big deal. But a lot of people love to flap their jacks, you know, impress their friends. I'm telling you, those friends that you think are your friends are not your friends. The friends that you know are your friends are your friends. Those other folks are not your friends. Anyway. Here's the thing about friends, too. We are not what makes us good friends is that we don't do business together. Not all friends. It's not it's not the greatest idea, you know, to go because it's 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 a whole nother podcast. But I just over time, my my observation experience you know, I haven't I haven't gone into business with any of my friends. If if I had by now, we we'd be filthy rich, or it would have been done by now. The fact that it hasn't done, been done, or hasn't happened tells me it's not supposed to happen. And I actually adore my friends even more so that we haven't really done business together because I I just don't think it's a great idea. It's it's complicated. It's a whole lot of things. If you cherish a good friendship, the last thing you want to do is is end a friendship on a sour note for a business decision or transaction that just 
went south. So separate money, business, and friends, and you'll have a good living life. But what's in this in this good living space of how much you're paying rent? Look, pay whatever on the space that you're gonna feel comfortable in. You know, uh, you go look at a place in a in a crappy area where the rent is cheap. You want to look at it like you know. <laughs> Can you do this? Are you selling? Are you tolerating this? Are you going to get, can you do this for a year or two years? Probably not. And then go, but look, go look at the place that is like, you know, you know, a few steps up. You know, it's a medium space. You know, it's not the greatest, but you're like, ah. then go look at a place that you like, you know what? I just want to see the one bedroom in this area because this is the this is the dream area right here. This is where I want to live for the next year or two as I build up my credit, as I build up my my savings, as I start the home buying process. That's where we're leading to. Um, you go look at that place, and then you sit down and you compare. You compare. Now, now, when you go to these places, you're taking pictures, even videos, right after you, right afterward, because you want to capture the emotions that you have that are real from the impression that you have. You know, how'd you like the place? Oh, you didn't like the fact that there was a dog barking when you walked up to the place. Uh, there's a subway area. You don't want to hear the train. You think about that. You know, you're in between a place with trains. Are you, the window had a crack on it. Uh, you saw a cockroach, whatever. whatever it is. You just jot that down. And then you make the comparison. You make a smart decision on where you want to live. And what I'm saying is even if you're renting. Now, here's the beauty Here's a beauty about something I want to share that, you know, if it would, if it, if I thought about it earlier, done. One of the anxieties that I've, I've had about moving and then, you know, picking up moving to another place. And I think a lot of people have is the, uh, down payment. You know, they want first and last month. It used to be first and last month's rents. I don't know what all the requirements is now during pandemic, but a lot of companies like they wanted three times the rent It's like three times the rent. You got to be making three times the rent. And then they wanted, you know, a excellent credit score, you know, 800 or above. It was it was insane. It's like, you know, that's like, dude, are you kidding me? But here's the thing. You're just starting off. If you get started early. That's why you're living a good life. You're doing good things. You're doing good to people. Because when you get ready to move out on your own and do your own thing, <laughs> you're gonna ask you prior to that, as you're working with people, you're gonna ask for references, you know? You know, character references. Hey, hey, thank you, uh, Mr. Here's an example. Uh, thank you, uh, Mr. Joe, you know, for allowing me to help you with your garden this summer. You know, it would be awesome if I can get a letter of recommendation for um, uh, for my character that I'm, you know, I'm building, you know, in my life 
moving forward, it'd be good to get a letter of reference from you, a personal reference, if that's okay with you. You think Mr. Joe, Mr. Jones is going to do that for you? Dang right he's going to do it for you. He's going to say, hey, man, whatever you need. But you get it in writing. Get it in writing. Get it in writing. Because it's going to serve you as, you know, these banks or credit unions or whatever. You're building character. You're showing them, like, look, I may not be in school right now because I'm not sure what I want to do, but I, I've been mature. I've, I've, I've paid my bills. I paid my own bills. You know, I've established credit, you know, before I was 18. Uh, here's my paperwork. They cannot deny that. So play their game. That's the thing. People don't don't want to play the game. They they want to they want to take on others people's opinions. People that have no idea, no clue about business, no clue about anything, but all got an opinion about everything. And you're gonna come across those people. That's why you don't need to talk to folks. Be your own counsel. Do your own thing. You know. Need a decision, need to make a decision, write it out, write it out, see what makes sense to you. This is how I've done it. And I was reminded of this, you know, as I'm doing this podcast, that that's the kind of person I had always been, especially as a kid. And I saw the success I was having by doing that. It was cool. But the moment I started hanging out with a lot, you know, a lot of different folks, it was a distraction. Because no one else in that crew, it was it'd be different if the people I hung out with was into music and and you know we were doing music every day, but it wasn't the you know people are different, so people doing their thing. So I did eventually end up doing my thing, getting back to my own counsel of not having to check in with people, but making my own decisions based on it's my life so you know it's it's in your own uh, judgment to make your own decisions about your life all right that's more rambling than i wanted to do it's cold out here i'm about to i'm about to shut it down it's it's a little colder than i um than i expected (laughs) and i don't like my fingers to be cold of all things All right, for the Intelligent Human Voice Podcast Network, I hope that was good for you. It was good for me, and uh, I'm going to continue these conversations because I don't like the direction that America has gone in in 50 years, in 100 years. It's um, this is ridiculous, and I'm not going to let it go. I'm not letting it go. Uh, We have to address some issues, and it's time to break the silence. It's time to break the silence. Yes. All right. Peace.